0: Solo te quiero pa' mi Eres única Me gusta para ti, tú eres única Ninguna como tú eres única Y yo solo te quiero pa' mi Eh eh Andrés Grande, Directamente desde que en tu Museo el Estudio B-B-B-Vigo Mafia Station, period. The great
1: FM. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin.
0: WKMCDB, Miami, Florida. The Great FM
1: connecting the world through music. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, world? You already
2: know what time it is. It is between 8 p.m and 10 p.m. got it right on time between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. right here on the great fm you already know you tuned into the groove live show first before i get into the show i want to get into the station you are tuned into the great fm like i said wkmtdb miami's number one billboard charter radio station always connecting the world through music make sure you visit us at our website www.dagr the number eight fm.com make sure you follow us on twitter Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, YouTube, everything. Make sure you follow and support. Make sure you follow myself as well. Uh, I'm Melo Jones, like I said. M-E-L-O Double underscore J-O-N-E-S. That's on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook as well. You don't have to do the underscore if it's on Facebook. It's just M-E-L-O Jones. And then make sure you follow the show itself at the Groove Live show on Instagram, you can also like the Groove Live show page on Facebook. Make sure you do that and then that 's where you'll get you know all the information on you know interviews, stuff that I plan on doing with the show things that i w- places that I want to take the show and stuff like that um, it 's also the place you know if you want to get your music on the show, make sure you follow me, make sure you send me a dm anything like that if you 're looking to get your music on the radio, make sure you hit me up about that as well um, And then, yeah, it's time for the show. So I got a lot of things I want to talk about today. I definitely want to talk about uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I want to talk about uh, the Democratic National Convention a little bit, just in case you missed it. I'll give you a little bit of highlights and basically what went down. Um, I also want to talk about Joe Biden's, you know, six key policies. Um, And, yeah, I just want to talk just about what's to come. You know, I know I've been talking about the coronavirus a lot, so I just kind of want to take a break off that. I want to talk about um, just what the Democrats and the nominees have planned for our country and what we can expect to see if they are elected into power. Um, Aside from that, oh, I mean, as for music, you know, I'm keeping on a reggae tip today. I'm feeling very old school with the music, so I definitely got a lot of Garnet still. Probably going to play some Luciano today, maybe some Coco Tea today, but I'm, also, I'm always taking requests. So maybe make sure you hit the line, 786-671-1891. Again, hit the line, 786-671-1891. And then we, we're going to have an interview today with uh, Lotto. But it had to cancel, we had to reschedule, so unfortunately there won't be no interview on that today, sorry about that. But, I definitely got a lot of information, so make sure y'all stay tuned with me, we're going to get in on these topics. I'm going to talk about the convention, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and what they have planned for our country, and what we need to do in order to defeat Trump. So, um, yeah, with that being said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get into the music. So this first track of the Groove Live show is it's growing by garnet silk like i said i'm taking requests i'm here till 10 p.m so make sure you hit the line 786-671-1891 and you let me know what you want to hear i can download it real quick and i'll get it on the air all right so yeah let's get into the song this is growing by garnet silk all right
0: CDP. Miami, Florida. It's a great FM connecting the world through music.
3: That's 855-325-1820
1: Alright welcome back to the Groove Life Show, I'm your host Melo
2: Jones, we had to pay a bill real quick, but we back, y'all you already know The last song that was just played is um, Commitment, Commitment by Garnet Silk As I told y'all, you know, I'm gonna get into the nitty gritty of the topics very, very soon Something just came up um, on this new app that I have on my phone actually um, I have this Newsbreak app, and it gives me a lot of interesting news, it just kind of pops up um, and very interesting stuff comes up on here. So I wanted to um, talk about something that came to my attention that was very interesting. It was a man in Miami-Dade County who basically was assaulted, you know, very, very badly. Um, and it was it was over... It was apparently a hate crime. Now, this was in southwest Dade County. Um, the man's name was... Um, Marcelo Larca I believe. Marcelo Larca and he was beaten up by two men in Southwest Dade County uh very very recently and the men didn't steal anything from him. It was just you know he got beat up. He was wa- he, he's a grandfather and you know he was walking his dog. He was by himself and he was secluded. I mean I it doesn't say exactly where the area was, but it seemed like it was um like a suburban area, you know, Southwest Day that's like the Kendale Lakes area, the Kendall area. So, you know, he's having an evening. He's walking his dog. And, you know, before you know it, two men come up and attack him. And they beat him to a pulp. I wish I had visuals so I could. I mean, I wish there was a visual component to the show so I could show you all the pictures. But the man has a black eye. Literally, his, it's, his eye is so swollen. It's swollen shut. It's bloodshot. You know, he has scars all over his body. He was beat to a pulp. And like I said, the men didn't steal anything from him. They literally just beat him up and left. Um, so, I mean, the poor man could have died. He's a grandfather, you know. He And the the man himself, Marcelo, believes that it happened because it was a hate crime. And it makes sense because it's not like they were trying to rob him. They don't... Well, according to him, he doesn't feel like they know him. You know what I'm saying? So, it's crazy... That, you know, people would just come and, and (laughs) and, uh, you know what I'm saying, just kind of beat people up. And I don't mean to laugh at at his situation, but, of course, by me laughing, I'm talking about, you know, it must be something deeper than that for for this to make any sense. It has to be, you know, something motivated by something just, it's not money, that's basically what I'm saying. So with the climate that's going on in the world now, I guess it makes sense that there's a lot more hate crimes, especially towards immigrants, towards people of a certain race or, you know, just racist, racially charged um, assaults, attacks and stuff like that. And I see it growing in the same app. You know, I get a bunch of notifications, you know, it's telling me about, um, you know, there's a lot of shootings going on, especially like in the Broward County area. I'm trying to find the stories. I just had them on my phone. And it looked like it just refreshed, so I can't find them anymore. But I'll find them again, and I'll, I'll um, clear everything up. But it, you know, it's a lot of crime, and I don't know. Some of it is racially charged. Some of it just looks like you know it's domestic violence. But sometimes I try to think, you know, what where what, what is all of this stemming from? And you know, is it the current situations? Are people just poor, and they're they're kind of taking things into their own hands? Or are they fed up with what's going on? Or What is it? I mean, maybe it's a combination of a lot of different things, you know, people are fed up with what's going on or people feel empowered to, you know, perpetuate their agenda, whether that be a racist agenda, you know, uh, anti-immigrant agenda, whatever it is. I, I think people feel more bold to go out and be more overt with their disrespect for other people and you know, their hatred for other people. And I think that's what we're seeing in these instances of hate crimes. And obviously we've seen a high high profile hate crimes, you know, people being hanged, people being lynched, you know, a lot of women low-key are being kidnapped, both men and women, but especially women, especially younger women and kids, they're being kidnapped and stuff like that. So there's a lot going on. And I know we've always had crime in this country, but I feel like now everything's kind of charged because – Of the circumstances, you know, people are hungrier, people are a little bit more desperate, people are willing to, you know, do more drastic things. I've seen a lot more sex trafficking go on lately. Um, A girl that I knew, um, you know, I knew a while back, she was actually a victim of sex trafficking after she moved out to California. And I don't know how she's doing now. I hope she's doing well, obviously. I mean, you don't wish that on anybody, but... It's crazy that all this stuff is going on in the world now, and I know it's probably been going on, but I feel like it's heightened now, and I feel like it's more acute, like, it's more specific. Like, you could tell, just like from this uh, Marcelo, the Mexican man who was extremely assaulted, like, I mean, I wish I could show you all the pictures, but um, it's, it's crazy. I, I feel like it's more overt, the hate crimes, you know, the kidnappings, just... I don't even know how to, I don't know if the coronavirus, I think it's, the coronavirus is like the epicenter and everything else that's happening are little ripple effects of the epicenter, but people are, it's messing the world up, you know, economically, you know, people aren't thinking straight, people are making very, very drastic decisions in order to make money, and it's crazy to see these things, I mean, you don't wish that on anybody, your worst enemy, to get beat up, I mean, that man could have easily died, I mean, it's terrible to to see things like that, but I definitely wanted to talk about that. I wanted to bring it to um, attention, just let everybody know, hey, you know, crime is still out here. Um, It's it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on in in the world, and we got to be mindful of that. We have to. Unite as a people, and I know you know that's way more you know easier said than done. Oh, I found the article. See, lo and behold. Okay, so his name is actually Marcelo Labra, and Thursday today, this actually happened earlier today. Um, he believes he was attacked. He was attacked by um two men because he was an immigrant. He's a grandfather. He was walking the dog. So I actually had this story pretty right. I was going off in my head when I was saying it to you all earlier, but I actually had it right. He was walking his dog. He was in Southwest Dade, so the suburban, you know, part of Miami-Dade County. And they started yelling profanities at him, and one held him down, and the other beat him up. And, you know, they left him bloody on the street. He was unconscious right at the corner of um, Southwest 47th Street and 133rd Ave. So that's deep in Kendall. Um and it's crazy you know he could have been left for dead they didn't steal anything from him they just were punching him and kicking him and you know like i said the picture is very very graphic but it it kind of reflects on what's going on in the world because it's a lot of hate crime like i said the hangings and the brutality and everything so it's a reflection of what's going on and i just want to know what people think i was talking about it on um Lee's show, make sure you check out her show, The Anonymous Show starring Lee. That's every Wednesday. Starts at around ten thirty to about eleven thirty. So make sure you guys tune into that. We had a great conversation about um about you know where the country is going politically. We also talked about um you know sexuality and I don't know if we were talking about sexuality. I think that's just where we ended up in the conversation. We were talking about um sexuality and children sexual education um and stuff like that and how important it is should it be um beefed up in school you know curriculum wise or should they keep it the way it is you know that's kind of what we were going back and forth on there which is very very interesting but um today i'm more so just about the brutality i definitely want to talk about um the politics and where the country is going. So but I definitely wanted to bring this to you all's attention, let you know, you know, crime is still going. Hate crimes are still going. Even in our neighborhood, I know we see the high profile ones that are on, you know, the federal news and we think, oh, okay, that's happening out in America somewhere, but it's right here in our backyard. Hate crimes are happening and we gotta be mindful of that. And we really got to come together as humans. It can't be just, you know, people coming together as race, especially in a country like this where there's so many different You know, ethnic groups, people of all different backgrounds, really just kind of sticking to your little crew and what you know is not going to cut it. If you're really trying to get to the America that we're trying to get to, where there's equality, you know, equal rights, there's accountability, you know, anybody can prosper regardless of where you come from and stuff like that, which is what the country was founded on. So we're really just trying to um, realize the ideals that were written into, you know, the Declaration of Independence and... Um, the, emancip- excuse me, the Emancipation Proclamation But um, definitely definitely, let me know what y'all feel about that Hit the line 786-671-1891 Again, 786-671-1891 Like I said, I got more topics coming for y'all Definitely gonna talk about Not only I'm gonna talk about The highlights of the Democratic National Convention That went down on Monday I'm also gonna talk about A little bit about the local elections That went down in... Um, in Miami-Dade County uh, this past Tuesday I myself voted um, and we're, I'm just going to talk about, you know The people who won the se- certain seats Or there's actually a couple candidates That going to have to do a runoff election Out in November Which is interesting So we're going to talk about that much later on in the show So make sure you stay tuned for that And as for right now We're going to get into this next song This is Garnet Silk with Zion in a vision Right here on the Groove Live show Alright, cheers!
1: It's the only station that's real man
3: That's 855-325-1820.
2: All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. I'm your host, Mellow Jones. As y'all can see, I'm definitely rocking with Garnet Silk very, very hard today. Those pla- those past few songs, those past two songs that you heard from him were "Judge Not" and "I Am Vex." Very, 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 very good songs. I love his music. Rest in peace to him. He died a very, very long time ago. I think he, um, I think he, um, he died before I was even born. You know, so. That's crazy But I wanted to come back And I wanted to talk about The the local elections As you know Local to me means Miami-Dade County That is You know Where I reside And recently, recently We had some elections This past Tuesday That was the actual election day Obviously people did Early voting uh, About For like two weeks Before that period And then people also did The mail-in voting as well And I got, this, I got some information from an article written by Paul uh, Schichia, Schichitano, and this is from Patch.com. And this is basically giving me, you know, a synopsis of um, the results, you know, a basic summary of the results. So basically, with all, the, uh, all precincts accounted for, Daniela Levine Cava and Esteban, Esteban Bovo won the right to face off in a November 3rd runoff election to decide... Who will become the next mayor of Miami-Dade County? Now, the reason for this is, is because um, the votes between these two candidates were so close. And Miami-Dade actually had a great voter turnout. Um, So here's a quote um, in the article basically saying, as of 11 a.m., we had more than 24,000 people who had already voted between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. That is um, a quote from Robert Rodriguez, who is an assistant deputy supervisor of elections in Miami-Dade County, which includes Miami and Miami Beach. Um, the amount of voter mail ballots that were requested were on par with presidential elections. Uh, what we'll see with presidential elections, what we'll see in November um, So, yeah, a lot of people voted. There was a big turnout, um, and it was a very, very close race. Obviously, we have a runoff coming. And, you know, a little bit more about the candidates. Uh, Daniela Levine-Cava has been a commissioner in the county for a very, very long time. The same with Esteban Bovo. Um, Both of them are on the opposite sides of the political aisle. Um, Daniela Levine-Cava is a Democrat and Esteban Bovo is a Republican. Um... A lot of other seats were up for grabs as well, you know, um, you know, a lot of county commissioner seats, you know, um, attorney general, you know, county sheriff, all that stuff were up for grabs, but obviously, one of the biggest ones was for the mayor of the county itself, and that is something that we're going to have the runoff for in November, and both of them are trying to defeat um, the former mayor, the, the one that, has been in power up to now. Alex Panellas, And um, yeah. So they basically did defeat him. Because they're going to go on a runoff themselves. To see the winner. So Alex. He actually. Um, in another article I read. Has already conceded defeat. Um, he only gained 24.52% of the overall vote. Which accumulates to um, a little over 102,000 votes. Um, and you know. L- L- Daniela Levine-Cava. She got twenty eight point five eight percent of the votes with almost one hundred and twenty thousand people voting for her and bovo received um twenty nine point four eight percent which was hundred and twenty two thousand votes so I guess it was just too close it w- it's within one percent, so they had to do they're going to have to do a runoff on that and it's great it's great to see change uh it's great to see um a change in seats. That just shows that people are wanting to see change in their local government. They want something new. They want something different. Because they have hopes for a better future. So that's that's very promising. Um, the fact that there was a very, very high voter turnout. Um, it looks like almost a million people voted in the county. Miami-Dade County has about 2.8 million people in it. It's the most populous county in the whole state. And um, it looks like not... It looks like maybe about a half maybe over a half a million or about just about a half a million people voted in the county, which is pretty good that's uh that's like what's that about thirty percent thirty percent i don't know I'd have to do the math, but that's a pretty good voter turnout for two point eight million population five hundred thousand people voted i mean then you you know out of that two point eight million you got to subtract the people who are actually um Eligible to vote, you know, old enough, and all of that. So once you subtract that out of the two point eight, and then you you put that over the amount of people that actually voted, that is a pretty high turnout. So shout out to that. Uh, people definitely want to see change in their community, especially in the Miami-Dade County, and I'm happy about that. I myself voted. Um, I think voting is very, very important. I love democracy. I love being able to have a say in policies that will affect my, not only myself but the greater good of my community and in which i reside so i think it's important for everybody to vote make sure you know your status not just your your, your your um your hiv status make sure you know your voter status as well make sure you know if you're registered you know and make sure to do a little bit of background knowledge on um these candidates i, I think next time around i'm gonna do a little bit more background knowledge i'm not even gonna lie at this point i was just voted. i voted for everybody black when it came to the main race the, may- the race for miami-dade county um mayor i knew who i wanted to vote for i read um some of the policies of some of the candidates and i made my choice accordingly there but everywhere else was definitely more you know eeny meeny miny moe you know and i think i want to be more of an informed voter so i definitely want to Like next time around, like in November, I want to get like a practice ballot just to see the different names that will be on my ballot for the different positions. And then I'll go and I'll research all of them and find their political stances, what they believe in, you know, what they support, what they don't, everything like that. And their voting record and stuff like that, just to get an idea of what kind of politician are they are, where they fall in the political spectrum that we it's kind of a social construct. But, you know, it, it. It's definitely a a model to follow. So, um, yeah, I I definitely want to be an informed voter next time around. So I'm definitely going to do a little bit more research. I can't even lie. I'm not going to sit here on the air and say I researched all my candidates. I just went in and I was just like, I'm voting for everybody who's black, everybody who, you know what I'm saying? Some people I recognize the name and I I just vote for them. But I didn't do any in-depth, like... Um, research on these candidates and I should, I should be more of an informed voter. So that's something I need to do. So like I said, next time around, I'm definitely going to make sure to do that. Um, but yeah, so let me know what y'all think about it. Um, are you happy that's, you know, Pinellas is getting dethroned? Did you like, you know, what he's done for the county so far? I've just moved here a couple years ago. So I, it's not like I grew up here where I've seen different people be in power in this county. And I can know who's done, a good, who's done a good job from who hasn't. So, I don't know. Y'all let me know. You know, put me put me on game. You know, put me on knowledge on Pinellas and all these different candidates. And let me know who you think is the best to lead our county. Who do you think is the best to be our attorney general and all of that. I'm very, very interested in, to know, you know, what my listeners think. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to get back to the music. Like I said, we have even... More topics to talk about. I'm still going to talk about the Democratic National Convention. Still going to talk about, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their main policies and what we can expect from them if they're um, elected into power. So, um, yeah, man, it's very, very interesting. And I can't wait to talk about it more. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Um, and then we're going to get into the music. This next song, Transitioning Artists Here. Um, now we're getting into Sanchez. Um, this man is a great singer. I always thought he was some kind of Spanish, but I think that's just his name. That's just what he goes by. I don't think he's Spanish at all, but um, he makes great music. He has a great voice, and he, he's a legend, really. I mean, he, he's on some of the most you know memorable choruses and verses and, and um, reggae records back in the day, early 90s, late 80s times. So shout out to him. Shout out to Sanchez. Um, And yeah, we're going to get into this track by him. This track is called Never This Demand. Right here on the Groove Live Show. All right?
0: sisters after don't have to go to church, you'll be a Christian to call on your name hey. Shout out the name Jehovah in the valley Shout out the name Jehovah on the hills Shout out the name Jehovah on the place. Or oh, even if it rains, call on the name Call on your name the same, call on the name It's high and it looks so low, I high. And if you ever meet the man with the anger, the one who's got the tiger, then you will be someone that he don't know. Hey, listen up, I know time is me up, time is short. die to reach Mount Zion You can never be afraid Just call on his name This minute, the next minute you're gone away and Hold up your head, my brother. Be concerned, my sister Then by your works you should surely be paid. And I thought of you And you feel feelings Too far behind I feel all the tears In this album Around these winter Blows I'm thinking back in times And there will be That rainbow's end If I could Follow on Then lose my mind Is it's only Lonely in me again Lonely won't leave me alone Lonely won't leave me alone Why, tell me why keep on to stay anyway
2: That What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. I'm your host, Melo Jones. As you know, like I said, you tuned into the Groove Live Show, and you tuned into the number one Billboard charted radio station, always connecting the world through music. You know which one that is? Do you know which one that is? That is. W-K-M-T-D-B You already know the Great fan Miami's number one billboard charted radio station You know, repping from the 305 all the way live As you know, we're global We got listeners listening from all over the world right now Shout out to Australia Shout out to, you know, Europe Shout out to Asia Shout out to Africa, of course Shout out to all the South Americans, the Caribbeans Everybody that's listening right now Shout out to you Thank you so much for your time Yeah, man we got a lot of more things to talk about. I'm going to talk about, like I said, I'm going to talk about the Democratic National Convention. And I'm also going to talk about, you know, our um, our candidates, our choice as Democrats. I, I myself as a Democrat, so obviously not everybody listening is a Democrat. But I'm going to talk about the Democratic choice for president. That is Joe Biden as president and Kamala Harris as vice president. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Joe uh, Biden's key policies. And what that kind of makes him as a politician. So we're gonna talk about that very, very soon. As as I've been doing, we're gonna keep the um keep the vibes going. You know I said I'm gonna keep it on an old school reggae tip. I had some garnet silk. Now we're rocking with Sanchez. We're gonna pay some bills real quick. And then we're gonna come back with some more Sanchez as well as many, many other artists. Alright, so stay tuned, alright? Chew! <laughs>
1: I was 35 when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. My ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I felt hopeless. He called Elite Rehab Placement because I couldn't make the call. I was ashamed.
0: I was given skills to manage my sadness and my anger. And more importantly, I'm three and a half years sober. I'm so grateful for all their help. And all it took was making one phone
1: call.
3: That's 800-918-1376.
1: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip. Or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculous ridiculously low prices for you call smart fares today and get the best price on your next flight guaranteed also save up to 50% off business and first class tickets
3: 855-325-1820 855-325-1820 that's 855-325-1820
2: Alright y'all, Melo Jones is back I'm here y'all, thank y'all for letting me pay some bills real quick You know we gotta keep the studio up We gotta pay bills every now and again Well we back, it was real quick I don't even be sending y'all on breaks for no extended amount of time Just ran like two commercials And here I am back with more music You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm gonna do more Sanchez Gonna play a couple more Sanchez songs And then we're gonna get into this Democratic National Convention The highlights And what does it mean for the Democratic Party moving forward in the race to defeat Donald Trump? But, um, yeah. This next song is um, Here I Am by uh, Sanchez. All right.
1: Cheers.
0: W-K-M-T-D-B, Miami, Florida. The Great FM, connecting the world through music.
3: To the great FM radio station, if you know what's best.
2: So, welcome back to the Groove Live Show. I'm your host, Melo Jones. That last track was "Um La 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 by Garnet Silk right here on the Groove Live Show. So, I'm back. Mm, excuse me. I'm back and I'm here to talk some things with y'all. Here to talk some things. I'm going to talk about the Democratic National Convention. Um, and basically, I, I watched the highlights. You know, there was three different highlight videos that I found. And from what I saw, it looked like it was just a big event about people uniting behind Biden. You know, everybody, because we know the Democratic Party has been a little divided lately. You have the progressives that are really, really about radical change. Then you have the moderates that are like, all right, we want that change, but we don't want to be so crazy about the way we go about it and everything that's in between. So with Biden being our candidate, basically the whole convention was to get all of the Democrats and even Republicans, just Americans, to see that this is about beating Trump. It doesn't matter who gets the candidacy. It's just about getting Trump out of power in the United States of America and getting back to common sense leadership, real leadership that can help us navigate through this coronavirus, help us navigate through a lot of the problems that we have here in America. You know, for instance, you know, income in- inequality, police brutality, you know, immigration, foreign policy, um everything. So that was um that was basically what it was about. It was basically a lot of different political um figures like, you know, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, former pres uh former first lady excuse me, former first lady, Michelle Obama, um, you know, Alexandria Ocasio Ortez excuse me, Ex- Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, A O C was there as well and they were all just letting us know we have to unite as a party right now. Yes, some of us wanted, you know, Bernie to have the candidacy. Some of us wanted Elizabeth Warren to have the candidacy. We get it. We get it. But at the end of the day, we need to look at the big picture. And this is about defeating Donald Trump, getting him out of power and getting somebody in there that's really going to do what needs to be done to get America back to where it needs to be. Not necessarily the best country in the world, but a country that listens to science, you know, um, listens to medicine, really um, takes takes heed to those um, experts that give their opinion on or not even their opinion, really their advice on how we should navigate the coronavirus and stuff like that and just how we should navigate as a country, because this is affecting everybody. So, you know, it applies to foreign policy, it applies to domestic policy, it applies to you know funding for citizens it applies to you know um ins- um uh, examples of welfare you know social security these stimulus checks and stuff like that so that's basically what it was about that's what i got for it, it was just to talk about unity like yes there's a lot of democrats including myself who definitely wanted somebody to get that candidate seat but at the end of the day even if you don't like who has a candidate seat. We know it's better than Donald Trump. So that's basically what the convention was about. You know. Quieting all the naysayers that say. Oh you know. The candidate should have been this. The candidate should have been that. Da 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 da. But at the end of the day we have a democratic candidate. Um, he's definitely not the most progressive. He's definitely not the most well liked. He's definitely not the most revolutionary. But he's de- he's definitely someone who's all around. Has a general appeal. And is someone that would be good to represent the the party as a whole. So, yeah, that was the convention. Uh, on top of, you know, everybody getting behind uh, Biden and trying to unite the party, a lot of it was just people dragging Trump, you know. now nah, don't get me wrong. This is rightfully so, but it was a lot of Trump slander. And, you know, they were definitely bashing Trump heavy. And, you know, like I said, rightfully so, he's done a lot of stuff that deserves bashing. He definitely deserves a couple donkey of the days. He probably deserves, like, donkey of the year, maybe even four years. You know what I'm saying? We should have, like, a donkey of the presidency, where it's, like, this person is the donkey for four years. I don't know. I got to talk to Charlemagne about that. But, um they everyone agrees that Trump needs to be defeated regardless of who you like, regardless if you like AOC, regardless if you like Marianne Williamson, regardless if you like Elizabeth Warren. You got to know, you got to know that um that anything is better than Trump. So, that's the thing. That's what we're trying to get everyone to do, know that it's Don't be don't get caught up in, you know, this is the person I want to have the candidacy or I don't like Biden because of this. I don't like Biden because of that. It's just about defeating Trump at that point. I think that was basically the message that they wanted to get across. That's why they had all these different um, political figures speak and stuff like that. So I think it was a good message because they're just trying to get the masses to say, look at the big picture. Stop with the bickering. Stop with that. This we, this is a big picture about how we defeat Trump. And, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders would definitely either be uh, members of his parliament or at least advisors on how Biden should, um, should run should run the country policy, policies that he should enact and implement and um, how he can get America back on track to be a thriving economy that really cares about its people. So, I mean, I could go into my opinion on that. I honestly feel like he's basically going to use Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren as, you know, um, as a puppet master. He'll be the puppet and they'll be the master. They'll be behind the scenes telling him, you know, he you should enact this. You should do that. You should do that. And he'll just be that figurehead that said, oh, well, I'm going to do this. That's honestly what I feel like is going to happen. He's definitely going to have Obama, if he wins, like Let's not get ahead of ourselves, we have to get over that hump first, because we definitely shot ourselves in the foot four years ago, but that's a different conversation. But anyways, so, um, yeah man, he um, he's definitely not the most liked, but he definitely will uh, appeal to all the different... Um, facets of the democratic party whether it be the more progressive more extreme more radical to the more almost conservative extremely moderate democrats um and yeah it's um that's what i think like i don't mean to undermine his intelligence i'm sure he's a very smart man i'm sure he knows a lot but when it comes to policies and what needs to be done on the ground I think he's going to rely heavily on outside help for that. When there's nothing wrong with that, that doesn't make him inadequate. I think that would be the smart thing to do because there are very, very intelligent people out there who are in his circle. That would be great advisors on how we should move and what would be the best decisions to make for the greater good for the country as a whole moving forward. For the citizens of that country and for the future of that country, which is our children. So um, let me know what y'all think. Hit the line 786-671-1891. Again, 786-671-1891. I'm going to get back into the music. I'm trying to think if I should continue with the Sanchez. Or if I should move into a different artist. Yeah, we can move into a different artist. This next artist. um, <laughs> I'm going to do some Etana. Etana is a beautiful um, reggae artist, very, very Afrocentric, <laughs> gives off very Nubian queen vibes, almost like an India re type of vibe, she makes great music, this is one of my favorite songs by her, this is actually called Warrior Love, right here on the Groove Live Show, let me know what y'all think about it, alright, hit the line, 786-671-1891, you heard,
0: shoot! Verbal, we we get money, we gang. gang. You know what I'm saying? Another type, might to talk to y'all.
3: ten thousand dollars or more in back taxes is the IRS threatening to take more of your money don't fight the IRS alone the tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill the IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts but you can stop these IRS actions the tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions eliminate penalties and interest and reduce your past tax bill so you pay the IRS less if you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review 800-263-2610 800-263-2610 800-263-2610, That's
2: 800-263-2610. Hey, And we back, you already know it's time for the Groove Live so We are live in the Groove Live show And I just want to come back because I want, to, I want to talk to y'all about A little bit about Joe Biden again Like I told you I want to talk about his policies a little bit So I did a little research and I know his six uh, key policies I added one extra one And you know, his stance on these policies Will kind of give you an insight on exactly what kind of Democrat he is Most people know like Within the Democrats, there's a different kind. You got the progressives, you got the moderates, you got, you know what I'm saying, you got the ones that are even more conservative, almost a Republican. Um, But um, it's interesting. So I want to get into it. So as y'all know, Joe Biden is our candidate. He's running with his running mate, um, uh, excuse me, Kamala Harris. And if they are elected, that will make history because I I do believe she will be the first female um, uh, vice president of of american history so that would be that would be dope i mean that would be something getting a woman in that position of power i'm all for women in position of power and stuff like that i think women can be great leaders as well um what was i gonna say oh okay so it's it's, it's six main policies. so what the first one is the economy so being that he's a democrat he's definitely for you know um tax cuts um um, no increase on taxes for the rich. You know, making the rich pay their fair share, fixing income in ta- uh, income in- inequality. So giving a middle class tax cut, um, and closing up those tax loopholes that you know benefit the billionaires, benefit uh, multinational corporations, and stuff like that, so where they don't have to pay their fair sh- fair share of taxes. So that's what that's what it's about in economy: making sure people pay their fair share in taxes, and make sure we try to close this. This income gap and this wealth gap that is very very huge th- in america it shouldn 't be in such a in a such a developed country you shouldn 't have such a large concentration of wealth belonging to such a small group of people but anyways that's that 's um, that the next uh, key policy that he has is gun control, so he 's definitely for um implementing common sense uh, gun laws he 's definitely for um restricting what people can purchase in regards to firearms like assault rifles you can't purchase that anymore and that makes perfect sense that goes back to the common sense gun laws why the hell does anybody need like a military grade rifle (laughs) like what do you need that for i mean if it if a handgun can't handle it you need to call the cops (laughs) like that's just how i feel about it people shouldn't be having bazookas and these huge machine guns i mean I've seen videos. I don't even, I don't even know what show I was watching, but it was just the show of this man who carried an assault rifle everywhere that he went in America and he felt like you know, he's he's exercising his second amendment right and he's also um doing it for his own safety. I guess it makes him feel secure having that big chopper on him. So, I guess, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, I think I, I'm for that common sense gun laws. I think you know people shouldn't have firearms. Period. I mean, people gotta learn how to duke it out. People gotta throw some hands. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for that. I'm old school, even though I'm young. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, common sense gun laws. Handguns should be the only thing you should really see in a civilian's hand. I shouldn't see, you know, these 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 people with these assault rifles and stuff. I mean, the guy from the show that I was watching, he was literally in crackle barrel with his assault rifle. Um, he had it, like, on a sash, and it was uh, across his chest, and it's just crazy. I'm just like, how can this be the country that you call home, and you don't feel safe enough to walk around without a gun? In a place that you call home, I'm not saying you are in a foreign country, you're in a foreign land, you're in a country that um, doesn't necessarily have good relations or good ties with your home country, then I can understand where that paranoia um, could come from, but other than that, you're in your home country. You know, this is the country that you love. I don't understand why you don't feel safe here. Why would you love a country that you don't feel safe in? But that's a different story. But back to what I'm saying, I just think common sense gun laws make sense. And people just shouldn't be able to purchase certain firearms. So that's how uh, me and him definitely agree on that uh, front. So the next thing is health care. So for health he doesn't necessarily... Um, believe in medicare for all where you know it's just free where um health is a human right in the u.s he believes in a single payer healthcare system that with it being single payer um everything can be um what, what's the word for that um Like basically the economies of scale that comes with a single payer healthcare system makes the prices for prescriptions, procedures, checkups and all that stuff will go down because it's all a single payer system and it's all economies of scale. The whole country is under one, you know, medical Medicare system. You know what I'm saying? So that makes sense. Um he, he's for an extension of Obamacare. Um he doesn't necessarily, like I said, support Medicare for all. He just believes Medicare should be affordable for every American. It should be at a price where every American should afford it. Which in a sense is is almost you know, on its way to be a Medicare for All. It's very uh it's a very moderate stance on the Medicare for All, you know, policy. Because Medicare for All is definitely like a progressive ideal. Um they want it so Everybody has access to health care, like a lot of the other uh, developed countries of the world, which i 'm for as well, but obviously um, Joe Biden not being that progressive or having that progressive nature, he is definitely for just affordable health care where the average American can afford to pay for whatever procedure they need to pay for so that's that 's um, that the next thing is um foreign policy, and from the, the you know the information I got he he didn 't give too much info on. On this particular stance, but he's basically from what i from what I research he's basically for the u s basically staying out of other people's business, meddling out of other people's business and taking care of what's at home first so that's that's basically how he feels on that. He didn't give like you know specifics like who he wants to put sanctions on certain countries he wants to make sure certain countries can't come into the u s and stuff like that. But he's definitely for almost like uh, a Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard, she, being that she was in the military, she knew hands on that a lot of the times when the U.S. goes and tries to invade these countries where they have, you know, totalitarian leadership or dictatorships and stuff like that, a lot of the time the U.S. does a lot more harm than good. So, and that goes because of casualties, you know, soldiers that die because of that money spent on, you know, trying to fix these problems in countries that you know in in foreign countries you know what i'm saying and we get it it's a good idea to try to help you want to be a savior but the u.s is not meant to be captain save you know what i'm saying it's not meant to save every country that's struggling countries struggle because a lot of the times their own decision making so it's up to their own decision making to get them out of that struggle and i understand other countries should help especially depending on certain circumstances But that help and that aid that you provide shouldn't be a detriment to um, what's going on at home. And I think that's what what Joe Biden is for. I I wish he would. I mean, maybe I just need to do more research, but I wish he would have gave more specifics. Like, does he want to put sanctions on certain countries? Does he want to block entry from certain countries? Does he want to stop trade with certain countries because of what they're doing or whatever? But who knows? Maybe we'll get more information on that as, you know, we hear Joe Biden speak more. He does more interviews and stuff like that. Um, so the next thing is immigration. Um, he's definitely for asylum. He's definitely for hearing out people's situations. You know, immigrants that come from war-torn countries. You know, countries where there's you know totalitarian leadership and stuff like that. He said, from the research that I I, um, I gained. He said, you know, he's, he's open to hearing their conversations. So I guess he's open to, I guess, maybe meeting somewhere in the middle. He's for an asylum program, which is a specific program. But not just for open borders. Everybody can come here. Um, he's for, you know, just extreme circumstances. He almost made it seem like he wants it on a case-by-case basis, where there be thousands of cases. So I don't know how he would do that. He'd have to set up some committee that will oversee that. But... um." I, I I like the asylum thing. You know, people who come from countries where it's basically like they escape or they die. You know, people should be able to to stay here and make a living for themselves. And especially in those special cases, I'm not f- for necessarily open borders. So I can agree I can agree on that p- point where he doesn't want to open the borders 100%. But he's definitely for the asylum part of things. And one of the last one of his major uh, policies is education, and with education, he's com- he's kind of like healthcare where he wants it to be affordable. But with education, he took it a step further where he does believe you know college, community college, um, you know post secondary education should be. Free And it should be accessible to every single um, American citizen. So I'm definitely for that as well. He didn't talk about, you know, the student debt relieving the student debt and stuff like that, which is definitely more of um, a progressive thing. And I, I think he should be for that. Maybe the people in his cabinet, the people in his corner will try to push him or nudge him into doing that, because I think not only will it take a huge chip off the shoulders of millions of millennials like myself, who as soon as they hit their early twenties and they come out with their degree, they're automatically ten to a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's gonna slow down us starting our first business. That's gonna slow down on us buying our first house. That's gonna slow down on us starting a family. And everything's gonna slow down. You know, a lot of people my age aren't starting their businesses yet because they're in too much debt, they haven't bought their first home yet, they haven't they're not starting a family because they just don't feel economic economically secure enough. So, and you can't blame them to that. People got to make wise decisions. Why bring a child into the world if you don't feel like this world is fit for a child to be in? So that that's just 100%. So I don't blame people for that. But that's what he believes with the education. But I do hope uh, he listens to the very progressive people that will be in his corner. Or hopefully he chooses them to be in his corner. And he goes ahead with that. Because I think that will get a lot of young people my age to go out, start their business, really get off the streets and do what they need to do to make a living for themselves, you know? So that's how I feel on that. Um, this wasn't listed as one of his major policies, but another um, thing that he supports is, you know, environmental policy and environmental initiatives. So he, does, he doesn't support the Green New Deal because that's definitely too progressive for a candidate of his stature, but he definitely supports a two pi- t- excuse me $2 billion plan That will allocate those funds to climate change initiatives and infrastructure initiatives, you know, solar energy, you know, wind energy, you know, um, you know, getting into composting, you know, making sure people recycle, you know, making sure to hold um, companies accountable for illegal dumping and making sure to protect our beaches, all of that stuff. So I'm definitely for that. Like I said, you know, he's definitely more moderate of a democrat so he doesn't want to go as far as the Green New Deal. But what the policy that he's um proposing is pretty similar, it's just not as just power-packed as the Green New Deal is. He just wants to allocate a bunch of money to climate change and green initiatives, which is kind of the same thing. It's just not as out there. It's not as in your face where a progressive is Green New Deal is in your face. It's very specific as to what they want to do. He's more so. I understand that's important. I'm, I'm all for allocating funds to it, but I don't want to allocate this gr- or make this grand campaign or allocate um, a very, very substantial amount of money to this initiative and stuff like that, which I don't think is a good idea. I think he should invest in this because this is a future deal. I think this will save money for Americans and just the American economy overall within the past ten, to, within the next 10 to 20 years. Um, and it will just make for more of a sustainable planet. And I feel like if we lead by example, a lot of other countries will probably do the same. So that's how I feel on that. But um, let me know what y'all think. You know, I, I gave his six main uh, key policies, the economy, gun control, health care, foreign policy, immigration, and education. And I added one almost like an honorable mention or something, if you will. And that is um, environmental policy and how he's about um, a $2 billion deal to go towards green initiatives and infrastructure and stuff like that. But let me know what you think. Um Well, before I get into that, I think these policies, I said it already, but these definitely um, categorize Joe Biden as a moderate. And going back to what I was saying about the convention, a lot of people are rallying behind him because he has the most overall appeal. And he's the one that would be the best for uniting the whole Uh, Party he's not too progressive He's not too conservative he's kind of in that Happy medium where no one Actually wants him to be there but We're kind of okay it's almost like He's like this placeholder It's like I don't even I'm trying to think of what would Be a great analogy it's like um, Anybody who's From Orlando you know Say you know you want To go to a water park wet and wild is closed But hey water mania is open you know what I'm saying it's not as good but still it's something and you'll still probably have a good time you'll still you know what i mean you'll, you'll still probably benefit from the whole overall experience hopefully that was a good enough analogy but um yeah let me know what y'all think about uh joe biden what you think about kamala harris what you think about um the policies that i just uh Read off to you all. Do you think he's uh, too moderate? Do you think he should be more progressive? Do you think the safe route that he's taking is the best for what uh, the Democratic Party needs at this time? Let me know what y'all think. You know, hit the line. 786-671-1891. Again, 786-671-1891. We're going to get into the music. You know, my time is almost done. For this episode of the Groove Live Show. But we're going we gonna to keep it mute, moving with the vibes. I was doing some Atana. You know, shout out to Atana, you know, the Nubian goddess and all of like that. So we got another song coming from her. This is uh, Jamaican Woman by Atana right here on the Groove
1: Live Show, all right? <laughs>
2: back to the groove live show I'm your host mellow jones and that is about my time for this evening so I just want to thank everybody so much for tuning into the show thank y'all for, so much for listening to me for 2 hours man I know it ain't easy but I hope you know y'all was feeling good with the music that I was playing y'all was feeling the vibes and like I said if you don't hit the line I gave y'all the number about 10 12 times over the course of, over the course of the show so don't tell me oh I should have played this and that you should have hit the line and let me know what you wanted me to play but anyways, you know, shout out to everybody. Shout out to um my news sources. I shouted them out already, newsbreak and I think it's called patch dot com. I already read off the name of the, the reporter that wrote that article that I gave y'all some information on. Uh shout out to the Great FM itself, WKMTDB. You already know Miami's number one billboard charter radio station, always connecting the world through music. Uh make sure y'all go follow us uh at the Great FM on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everything like that. Make sure you um you go follow myself M E L O double underscore Jones. Uh, make sure you go follow the anonymous Lee. She just walked into the building as I'm ending the show, but it's okay. <laughs> we appreciate her still because she still drove right all the way from Broward and she still came. So even if the show's over, I'm happy that she's here. It's a pleasure to be around Lee. So I'm happy that she's here. So make sure y'all go tune into her show. It's every Wednesday from 10:30 to 11:30 right here on um on the Great FM and. Until next week, y'all, I can't wait to come back next week with more information, more topics, more music, everything, more interviews, everything like that. Um, And, yeah, until next week, y'all have a wonderful evening. I got one more song for y'all. This is I Rise by Etana. And then until next week, y'all, Melo Jones signing out. Y'all stay groovy, all right? Cheers!
3: This is Nate, D-O-double-G. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Dr. Drake.
1: Yo, this is 50 Cent. Listen, hip-hop and RSD.
3: It's the only station that's real, man.
1: The FM.